All right, we're gonna go ahead and jump in, get started. Uh, if you guys can just take your seats. Um, we have kind of worked pretty hard in the last two days to put together what we felt like was most important going into this next week. But one of the biggest things was we knew that in the season we're in, we have to remember that we're still guiding people towards Jesus because he's where our peace is. And so we're hoping that within this framework and within this setting that you and your home, as we're interacting with one another, can sense that with our fears and with all of the things that we're seeing on TV and all of the people with legitimate fears right now that are, are nervous to go outside, that we can together lean into Jesus and really see what he's saying to us in the season and be present with what we have. And so uh, if you want to jump in and pray and then we'll get started. Let's pray. <clears throat> uh, thank you, God, that that we have to experience this, these odd circumstances that there's a way for us to even be together. And for so many times that social media and technology can separate us. Uh, right now we're thankful that it can connect us. So uh, thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for health, for those of us who are healthy. And we thank you for our community, for their desire to be present right now with us and we can still be together. So will you just guide our time? Will we remember that the spirit unites us in heart and in soul and in even though we're not together physically, we feel a sense of that, God, just your presence, even in our informality. Will you bring peace? Will you infuse us as the body of Christ with just this non-anxious presence that we can move and breathe in the world without panic and without fear? Just knowing that though the earth may fall into the heart of the sea, we will not fear because you are with us, Emmanuel. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for our brothers and sisters across uh, this city and county, country, and around the world. Um, bless our time together. Amen. Amen. Um, so just real quick, why are we doing this from our home and not from church? I think you've all heard everything that you need to hear um, in relation to our city and the closings and the CDC. And just really clearly up front, we're not making the decisions to not have a present service in person because we're afraid. We're not afraid. We almost feel honored to honor our brothers and sisters that are more susceptible to this. And it's a way for us to love our neighbor, neighbor well. And so for us, this feels a little bit like um, how to love people well. And I think it also puts us in a situation to help us to kind of stretch ourselves in terms of how do we stay connected and how do we continue to love one another well. And so for the next two weeks, we're not gonna be gathering together in person. Um, and we're gonna keep information coming to you guys as rapidly as we get it. I would go ahead and prepare yourself to get a lot more communication from us than you've gotten before and just give yourself grace to check it and also give everyone in leadership at our church, 
um, Grace, because no one's ever walked through this before. We're all brand new to this. We're all learning together. We're, we're all coming up with really creative and good ideas at different times. And so I think it's important that we give each other grace in this season. Um, and also keep a lookout for how we can step in and help in every way possible. So we're asking you to follow those protocol that the CDC has given. I think it's just wise for those, again, that are more susceptible, which is staying at home if you can. If you need to get out, follow all of the protocol. Uh, clean your surfaces. Clean your hands. Wash them puppies. Um, and just not walk around afraid that something bad is going to happen, but just take take wise steps, right? You don't have to live in fear and wisdom and fear can sometimes um, seem the same, but wisdom is very different than fear. Wisdom is making the good, right decisions and fear is making decisions based out of something you don't want to happen. So we want to honor people well. So for the next few weeks, we're gonna not meet in person and we'll give you guys all the information you need about that. So um, we're gonna step into kind of a different space. Mariah is gonna pray with us and for us. Hi, RCC family. So before we jump into worship, we're going to do some prayer. And there was a psalm today that fits really perfectly. I'm just going to read the first part of it. And it says, Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God and a great king among gods. Come let us bow down and worship. And let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. And so, Father, we've made so much space this week for precaution and for fear and for anxiety. But in this moment, God, we make space for faith. We make, faith, we make space for worship. We make space for anticipation of how you're going to show up in the next few weeks and lavish us and take care of us. Lord, we thank you that you are a good God, and we, in a defiant act, choose to worship you despite so many unknowns. Lord, we step into the holy unknowing, knowing that you are a God who loves us and that you are worthy of praise. And although everything seems chaotic around us, Lord, you are never surprised and that you are good. And so we just lean in and we press in. We take a deep breath. We reposture ourselves in faith and in prayer and in exaltation. Because God, although the world is chaotic, you are not and you are good. And we love you so much and we thank you for these moments of pairing back in stillness. And we honor you with them. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, we want to do prayers of the people. And... Um, my when I was preparing for this I was specifically thinking of all the the most obvious thing that's drawing our attention and our our form of prayer is to the the virus and the effects of the virus and this is something that goes beyond River City community or Cobb County community this is the the global community is experiencing something very similar and there are very few opportunities where we can begin to pray things that are not that are going to mean something similar for us that's also true to other people around the world. Um, so we want to take advantage of that um, and come together and pray corporate prayers that are, are global prayers 
But we also don't want to deny or overlook the fact that there's pain and suffering beyond the virus, that there is heaviness and real hurt and, and, and pain and chaos and tension that, that reaches beyond the virus. And so we are going to hold both of those in prayers of the people and in our day-to-day lives. We are going to hold both the struggle that has nothing to do with the virus and both the chaos and the anxiety and the unknown of what this the virus means. And there's tension with that. And we want to place both of those at the foot of the cross because that is where they both um, should live. And Jesus is a Jesus can come and calm both the worries of our anxious heart because of a virus and also be near because this there's suffering in the world beyond that. And so if you will join in with me from your living rooms and your bedrooms and your homes as we pray. God, we pray for the universal church, its members and its mission. We lift up to you the virus It's crazy to think that our human capacity to know and understand something like this virus is so little in comparison to you. You see and you know all. You know the intricacies and the capacities and ways this is impacting each of us individually, as corporations, as organizations, and and as a global community. We pray for the members of the church all around the world, the people who are isolated in their homes. God, I pray that this would be an opportunity where they would find themselves running to the foot of the cross. That they would be reminded constantly that our hope is in you and in you alone. May we come together in a community in a brand new way that is completely unexpected, that seems counterintuitive to what this virus is doing, which is pulling us into isolation. May the kingdom be one that pulls us into community. Help us to get creative in loving our neighbors well. Help us to see new ways to love the people around us. Bring to mind throughout our day people who are needing to know that they are indeed not alone. Breathe life, a new appreciation of safety and joy in our homes. May they not be the place of dread, but may it be a place of life and of peace Mm -hmm. and of comfort. Meet us in our homes. May we meet each other in our homes. We pray um, also for those in Africa who are suffering from this lo- the swarms of locusts that are coming that are almost at a point of, of food deserts. They are in true need of an act of your hand to take the locusts away. They are already in such um, a tricky situation with food on, in the best of circumstances. God, would you come and intervene in a supernatural, miraculous way that you would withhold the swarms of locusts, that food would begin to be prosperous and fruitful in their communities. Bring comfort to the mothers and fathers and children, the decision makers of the governments, Help the world not overlook their suffering. May we provide aid where we can provide aid. 
be reminded of our own blessing and the abundance that we that we are blessed with may we still give it freely may we not clench even tighter but may we hold our hands open saying what is mine is yours may they feel that we pray for the world leaders, for the U.S. leaders, for the local leaders in the government. God, I pray that you would give them a wisdom and a discernment that comes only from you, even if they do not know you. Would you surround them with wisdom that is far beyond their capacity or our capacity mm -hmm. to under, understand this? Would you give them ears to hear? Would all political agendas be put aside? May this not be a divisive thing, but may this be a thing that unifies across railroad tracks and, and borders and boundaries. May all of that seem to disappear. May unity be a sound voice in all of this. God, be with our medical providers, be with our doctors, be with our nurses, those in nursing home, the staff. Mm -hmm. May we care, carry this burden with them. May we not forget the ways in which they are serving our community. We just come against loneliness within even the River City community. Mm -hmm. Though each of us would know that you are not alone. We are not alone. We validate and understand the fear in the physical world, but we are clinging to a trust and a hope that you are still sitting on the throne and you have not forgotten us, that this has not caught you by surprise. Mm -hmm. May we put our feet on you as the rock, knowing it, it is steady and secure. Thank you that you are a good dad that sees the worries and the concerns of each of us individually. You meet us exactly where we are. And for most of us, we are in our homes. So would you come invade our homes, invade our relationship, drive us to connection with new people, with different people in new ways. Mm -hmm. We thank you for what you are going to do through this virus, in spite of this virus, around this virus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Let me jump in. Uh, I'm going to give you guys just a few announcements. Um, really important that you have this information um, for this next couple weeks. So the first one would be groups will not meet in person this week or next week. And because of that, tomorrow night, our very own... Chris Rendazzo will be hosting a Zoom meeting with a tutorial on how to lead a group. So if you lead a group at RCC in any way, if it's prayer ministry, if it's worship ministry, if it's a life group, we're going to send you an invite to be present at a meeting through Zoom tomorrow night at 8 o'clock where you can ask questions, we can pray together. That will be a good way for us to stay connected and you'll be able to have group time even without meeting in person over the next couple weeks. We're also working on our resources for kids ministry and youth ministry. And by Wednesday, we'll have information for how you can do family things together 
We think it's important that we have similar language and similar things that we're doing. And so we want to prepare you guys how to, on how to do this with your own family on Sundays and, and other times as well. We're also creating a resource hub for the body in the next week, which will current state of CDC related things, needs related to the church, prayer related things, all of that will be accessible in one place and we'll make that present to you guys. We're also creating two separate email accounts. One, prayer at rivercity.com. Is it River City or River City Smyrna? River City Smyrna. River City Smyrna <laughs> and not .com. So don't send it to .com. It's not. No, it is. .com. Is it? RiverCitySmyrna.com. Just like I was saying, it's RiverCitySmyrna.com. If you have any prayer that you would like us to pray for, and then by Wednesday we're going to have something set up where somebody can actually call, and actually we're going to be setting up rooms for people to, not actual physical rooms, but online rooms for people to jump into prayer together at different times. Also, if you have any really massive need right now, we're asking you to email us and let us know at needs at rivercitysmyrna.com. And we know it's .com because I messed up the other one a second ago. So we'll, we're going to be creating plans this week. And so give us some grace until Wednesday when the staff can really get some things organized. And we want to know, though, how to help the body. We want to be good neighbors to everybody. Um, we're also asking um, you guys, most of our body gives online, and we're not going to jump into making sure everyone's giving right now. That's not the emphasis of this season. I think that would be a mistake. Um, but people already give monthly, weekly on our website. We're going to get the link up for you so that you can give. It's actually up on this thread right now. It's pinned. Um, it's pinned on this, and most of our people give this way anyway, but you can set up giving through that. Um, and Sarah's going to pray in a second about in a season like this, a lot of the fear related will come um, <clears throat> economically and financially for people, and some people will be impacted much differently than others. And so as we're praying about finances and about people's means and being able to live, of course, Jesus is first, and then we have to be aware as a body of the people that will struggle more in this area. And so when we're praying for giving, we're also praying for eyes to see who needs help right now, who won't be able to eat, whose kids are home and have no way to get food, who's not able to work now and it's impacting their bank account. And we just wanna keep in front of that and we need you guys to be able to make that known to us. You can do that at needs at rivercitysmarter.com or you can post here or you can email any of us. We need to be aware, right? Like transparency and vulnerability are always blended with benevolence and giving and generosity. And those two things go, go hand in hand. You have to be transparent and vulnerable yeah. so that generosity and benevolence can meet it. And so we, we just ask that you would be willing to do that and we wanna help. Um, yeah, if you wanna pray. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, we just thank you for uh, the resources that you have provided us. We recognize that all good gifts come from above. And then anytime we are on the receiving end of finances or beauty or comfort, um, that it is a gift from you. It is a way that you are breaking into our broken world. And so we ask that you would give us generous hearts to break into others' worlds and to give generously in the same way you give generously to us. And so where we recognize that um, we need your heart of generosity in us to give selflessly and to give generously. And so we pray that as the body of Christ, we would, mm -hmm. we would just be givers. 
um, that we would give sacrificially in the same way you gave sacrificially, that we would give lavishly in the same way you give lavishly. So we pray um, that we would give, but for those of us that need to receive, we pray that we would receive without shame, we would receive without defensiveness, that we would receive without apologies, but that we would open our hands with gratefulness to receive from you and from each other. So during this time, God, will you help us verbalize our needs, both physically, spiritually, and emotionally? And would we be ready to respond to others in the same way? We pray that you would sustain this church and other churches during this time. God, we know that uh, River City is your body. It is not our body, so we trust you with it, and we trust that those in the body will help sustain the body. So um, just bless us. In your name, amen. We're going to be passing an offering bucket around <laughs> your living rooms. We'll be We'll be yeah. there. Um, if you guys want to jump closer to the table, we're going to have kind of a Q&A portion to end this. And we're going to ask you guys to interact in a couple ways at the end. If you have questions um, about how the body's going to be doing stuff, or if you have prayer requests, Becca's going to um, come back up and, and lead a little bit more. And as you list your prayer requests at the end, we would just ask the whole body to pray for those. Before that, I do want to share... Um, a little bit about as we were praying going into this I felt like there were some specific things that we needed to talk through just because this right like this changes how we're gonna do church for a bit and I think one of the things that's really helped me is many of you know I have a brother and sister-in-law that actually live in Hong Kong and for the past five weeks their churches have already been walking through this and had to navigate what it's like to be a, a body without being physically present together. And they've actually done a really good job with it. And they kind of coined this phrase that I'm totally gonna to steal. Um, and it's called church everywhere. And the idea is that you don't have to necessarily be in a building. We already know that, right? You don't have to be in a building to have church. And what if we were encouraged more to have church with our families and to do the things that we kind of wished we would do three months ago when life was grand, but now we have the space to do it. and so. I can talk about my experience this week, which I'm going to do really quick. Um, a lot of you know Sarah and I got on a plane, was it Wednesday? I don't even know. <laughs> we don't it's even remember. <laughs> I think it was Thursday morning. Yeah. We got on a plane and flew to Colorado. We've been planning for years to go to Colorado. It's a dream place for me. I love it. Colorado's God's country and mountains. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So... We feel pretty confident. We have this, like, we wake up in the morning, we're like, should we do this? Should we not? We have kind of a go back and forth. We decided to get in the car. We went to the airport. We got on a plane. With our masks. With our masks. masks At that point, we were the only people in masks (laughs) on the way there. Wow. Got on the plane, flew to Colorado, um, and then, this is, I'm just going to be so honest about this, like how this affected me. I have a podcast I listen to, listen to about the NBA, and I get on and I hear what had happened in the NBA, how mm-hmm. there was an M- NBA player that had contracted the virus, um, and because of that, they had shut down the entire NBA. So I was like, wow, it feels like it escalated pretty quickly. <laughs> Still trying to process it. We're going to be fine. We get into the airport. We start going towards our rental car, and our network of pastors has this con- connection group that we 
really stay connected with. And even during this, we're probably more connected than we've ever been. But we started to hear about the things that are coming down the pipeline for churches and groups gathering. And so we were starting to hear recommendations to not gather. And then, of course, it moved to schools, closed, schools closing. closing. We're in Colorado. Our kids are here. Um, our kids are with my family. And that's not safe on its own. <laughs> and so we needed to get back. Um, so we we make the decision to a day into our vacation to come back. And I had this overwhelming sense as I was doing that, not of frustration and fear and anxiety, but almost like we're stepping into a season that's really important. And so I felt like I needed to get back for our family, our church body and our friends because it was important to be present with one another. And so while I was annoyed that we had to leave God's country, we got on a plane and flew back and We've been here ever since trying to work on the plans and pray together. And so I say that to say it would be silly to pretend like this has not affected us all in a big way. Um, So we won't use statements like just get over it or nothing. It's not a big deal or just don't worry. I just don't think that's wise language. And I don't feel at all like I'm living in fear by saying we should use wisdom and I care for the people who are possibly going to be affected by this. And those are people that were in all of our lives, people who are older and possibly have some type of previous ailment. I think it's important to be a good neighbor for them. And so while for me, I think there, at the beginning there was a little bit of fear and what do we do? And oh my gosh, it almost felt like it did right after 9-11. Like that kind of like what just happened in our world. Um, but then it was like blended with this almost like resolve that I felt like God is with us. He is not at all surprised by this. Mm -hmm. Um, It will probably get a little scarier in terms of the media and our nation. And I just think even in that, we can be present in a way that is a non-anxious presence. That's a a phrase we've kind of really jumped into for the past couple months, how to be a non-anxious presence in the midst of a world who, of course, um, right, we're, we're all watching the news now. There's literally no sports to watch at all on TV. Um, that's an eye-opener. And so I just wanted to say that to, to start. Um, I think that's a big deal. But I do want to just start by naming the challenges. So if we're talking about, like, how does this really impact? The things that we see are the things on TV. And, of course, we're a little bit scared about those things, and we hear them, and there's shock value. But the people who this really affects largely, so, right? So our older people in our communities, our people with previously existing conditions, our people who work in the medical field, nurses. Um, it happens. It just so happens that a lot of single parents are also nurses, and so when kids stay home, I think you've all heard this by now, but that means how does that happen? So it's kind of a big conundrum, and so as a body, we have to be very aware of those people, right? And that's just talking about coronavirus-related things. As Kara was talking about earlier, there are people who walk into this situation already with massive things happening in their life that now will feel secondary because of these other fears and people's attention will be focused on that. But for us to be good neighbors to our body, to our actual neighbors, I think it's important that we carry both of those together as a community and don't just forget the one because this one's present. Does that make sense, Mm -hmm. everybody? Nobody can shake their head at me, so I'm just I'm thinking you're shaking your head at me. Cool. So, back to this idea of church everywhere. So, I started to think if we're in this season, which we're in it, none of us chose it. None of us could have, I mean, two weeks ago, would we have thought this is how we're doing church? And not only us, but like most churches 
in America are going to be doing this for the next couple weeks, maybe a month. So if we're in this spot, what are the opportunities and gifts that it's giving us? And I think to me, this is where I started to feel kind of encouraged is I know for our body, at least in the past two months, we've been talking about the ruthless elimination of hurry and how as Americans and as a Western culture, we are the busiest culture in the world. And it's actually the thing that's probably keeping us most from the ability to be able to be with Jesus, become like Jesus and do what Jesus did, which is kind of our year, the, the motto for our year this year. And so what opportunities are these situations producing for us? Well, just think about it. You cannot go to super public things. Your kids are not involved in sports right now. You cannot watch sports online. And for some of you heathens, I know that you're watching a bunch of sports. The only actual physical sport you can watch online right now, I think, is MMA, which doesn't even make sense. (laughs) But that's happening. So there's, what are we doing with all that time, right? Are we going to sit in front of the TV and watch news? What if these time gaps are creating for us something that we've been actually praying for? And don't hear me say we prayed for a virus to come. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying what what's the silver lining that we've been given? And the silver lining is clear. We now have time that we did not have before. And we have it with our families. Some of you are like freaking out because you have your kids with you. I understand that's a real thing. But we now have space to do the things that don't feel like they've been rhythms for us that we as a body have been talking about. Sabbath, silence and solitude, being with Jesus just in a a setting where you can be at peace, right? You can go into your yard and just sit on your back porch, a lot of you. And so how do we begin to step into that? Instead of just fearing, how do we develop a deeper relationship with Jesus instead of just hoping everything goes away? And so I want to read you a couple passages, and you guys can open your Bible at your home, or you can pull it up on your screen, whatever you'd like to do. The first one is... The passage we've been reading in our church together for the last couple months, and I'm just going to read it to you. Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. The Father has given me all things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation. Come out out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And then the second passage is the passage of the good neighbor, which I think is very, very important for this season. What is it like to be a good neighbor in a season like this? I'll read this to you. This is, um, And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, 
said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, a man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by him on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set on his own animal and brought him to an end to take care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be the neighbor to a man who fell among robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him and to us, go and do likewise. So if you wanna talk about action steps spiritually for this week, I think it's pretty clear to me Walk with Jesus this week. Create space for him. And two, how can I be a good neighbor? And so I just want to ask you guys kind of interactively for maybe a mom or a single person or how are we going to step into that kind of rhythm with God this week? Maybe that first passage. We can open it up to any of you guys to answer. So first stepping into rhythms. Yeah. Um, I can say from a mom standpoint who now has my children home 24 seven and I'm trying to work. Um, that's a little bit terrifying. Um, because I think, man, my alone time just shrunk. So, um, I think in a family, like learning to be a good neighbor to our spouse and to the people in our home. And so for us, that looks like, how can I give him space? How can he give me space to, just be able to breathe because as much as I'm I'm actually trying to receive this gift of everything's got canceled in our lives you know like all our sports all our activities everything's canceled and so I'm looking forward to cultivating that time with our family with our kids and even giving them a break and time to unplug but recognizing that that's such a drastic shift from our normal life that we have to be conscious of each other um, and the only way we can actually step into a healthier rhythm is by being a good neighbor to each other because otherwise mm-hmm. there's no free time at right. all in, in yeah, the life of good. a family with kids. Um, but I don't know what about you guys because you may have different lives than us, how that works. I just feel like the what I've had to even tell myself is it's okay to not want to spend, for there to be tension with spending all your time at home with the people that are, that are present or not present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's okay. It's okay if you're a mom and you're like, I'm really not looking forward to this, actually. I, <laughs> I, I benefit from the break of school or activities. And then that's okay. And if you're a single person who already feels like you spend a lot of your time alone in your home and this feels even further isolating or even suffocating, like those spaces are okay. And so I think the voice that's coming out, which is good, is like the encouragement of embracing it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's the second step. The first step is actually me allowing 
Jesus and I to talk about where I'm currently am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that changes day to day. Sometimes I'm excited that my kids are going to be home for the next couple of weeks. Um, and the next day I may not be. And so first, just being honest with yourself about where you are and how you're currently interacting with this version of distance and allowing Jesus to meet you there. And then I think that opens us up to be in a posture of saying, okay, so what are, what can come of this? Um, so I just, I don't want this there to be, I don't want the enemy to see this as space for like shame and condemnation. Um, or the belief of isolation that because you're physically alone, you are thus unseen. Yeah, that's good. Because that's not true. Um, so first being honest with that component and allowing Jesus to speak to that space and then allowing him to move you to a space of acceptance and maybe encouragement for what can happen in that space, that will be a rhythm that I will daily, maybe hourly, have to practice mm-hmm. within myself of being honest with Jesus and letting Jesus come mm-hmm. interact with me in the midst of that place so that I can move towards hope for what can come, what good can come from this. That's good. Yeah, I think having compassion for yourself is probably the first yeah. big step because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are, mm-hmm. it's just so, it's unforeign to us. Like this isn't a rhythm that we usually live in. It's mm-hmm. a rhythm that we're often invited in, but we choose not to accept it. And so now you've been forced into this rhythm. <laughs> so just having one compassion for yourself, giving yourself like there's going to be freak out space and that's fine. Yeah. But also having, I think, a posture of anticipation. Like for me, the first thing that came to my mind when I thought of this was just this huge, massive call into Sabbath and to like rest and being with family. And like this way that we're living now, like this isn't new. Like this yeah. is how God came to people mm-hmm. of being in families and being in homes and being um, less stimulated than we are before. And like when I think of desert fathers and like, mm, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. people who are that monastery, Monastic? Monasticism. Monasticism. I think of like our monastic fathers, like the things that we read, the things that we're inspired from came from these spaces. So just the anticipation of like, wow, God's going to tell us something really great or we're going to experience something that like people who we look up to, who we read their words down, we're in the same environment that they were in. And yes, it's different because there's illnesses, but there were raiders before, or there was war, or famine, or like different things. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's awful. It's pure. Uh, I already did my hands, but I did sneeze. That's the correct way to sneeze, everyone. By the way, yeah. that one, that one right there. It's fine, guys. Yeah, but we're just in we're the same environment. Fine. We're all gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab that. Correct. Alethea sneezed like this yesterday. <laughs> That's not helpful. Be in this. Just be a good neighbor. Good. Pass the Nothing good. Do you have anything? Every five minutes, guys. Um, uh, so I'll just share like this idea that we've been. I was gonna see if she had anything to say. <laughs> sister, would you like to speak? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Gosh. I was just gonna tag on to that. I feel like there's often in these moments an expectation to do something really spiritual in order to act with God, but actually this is a great opportunity to like. The church everywhere concept really means it's all worship if you make it and doing things like washing the dishes or disciplining your children or 
what, taking your dog for a walk, it's all opportunities to see God in a new way. So like reorienting our mind to pause and ask Jesus where he is in those moments and even ask what he's speaking um, and just be more mindful of his presence and the simple things, not so much. It is really great to create space of like quiet times and worship, but also God wants to meet you while you're walking your dog. God wants to meet you while you're cleaning your bathroom and just reorienting our minds to be more aware of those things because if we can if we can grasp that in this season, the way we live our lives and do ministry in a sense is going to be exponentially different. And so mm-hmm. I think just yeah. taking the season as a way to see God in all of it is huge. So it's good. Yeah. So I would just say kind of to wrap up this before we get to the closing portion, you have an opportunity to really be with Jesus like you didn't before and you can take advantage of it if you work it out mm-hmm. and you also have an opportunity to be a good neighbor. And that looks different for all of us because we have different people in our lives. But so here's a couple questions about how to be a good neighbor. Who are the people in your life right now that this is going to affect mm-hmm. more than others? Who are the older people? Who are the people with a, a condition that they're worried about? Who are the people in your life that you already know that need prayer or need to be reached out to? Number two, are there people who are living alone in your life? Are there people in the medical field in your life? How can you serve them and love them well? Is there people now at home with their kids not able to make money? Maybe you mm-hmm. could just be generous and benevolent and pray and God will help you maybe do something for them financially, I don't, whatever. Like just how do you step into a space becoming a good neighbor is a great question to go into your week. How do I be a good neighbor? How do I trust in Jesus and create space? And I think if we do that, we'll see some really good fruits from this and we'll be able to point to the things in a really scary time for a lot of people that God was doing throughout it because he is working. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share that with you. I, I said it on the plane when I was coming back. When I got here, I feel it. I do sense that God is with us and he is involved in a way that we can't point to yet, Mm -hmm. but we are able to be that for others. And I feel confident that we're going to be able to point at things that he's done. And I think we're going to be amazed by it. I think the fear is still going to be there for a lot of people. I don't think we ridicule them for that. I don't, there's not a lack of faith because they struggle in that. I think we just, how do we become good neighbors to those people in prayer? Mm -hmm. And so a couple things to close. I would say, if you, in a minute, we're going to let you pray with us, which will be odd. And I'll just say this, like this, this for me has felt like the first time I ever preached. And that was maybe 16 years ago. And there's five of us here and I'm looking at a computer. And so (laughs) it's awkward, but it feels like it felt when I stood in front of a big group of youth and messed up everything. Mm -hmm. Probably was heretical 15 years ago. It has that same feeling, but this is the awkwardness of the spaces we're all about to step into and we're willing to do it. We're willing to do this because it matters and the message of the gospel matters in our lives and how we live it out, especially in times like this. What an opportunity for our churches. What an opportunity for the things that we all say are important. Connection, reaching out, caring for your neighbor, loving people over loving a building, raising money for things other than pouring money into people who need it. These things that we like pray for or even ridicule the church of history and and the church past for not doing well, now we have the opportunity to do them. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a way to help us to flex those muscles as we go back into society in a couple months. We don't want to go back in thinking we can just do online. It's not what we're thinking. We want to go back in with tools on how to connect with people better than we did before, right? And so I'll just ask you a a few things. If you need prayer and you feel comfortable, and Becca, if you want to go ahead and get your um, guitar. guitar, that was not. We're gonna open up. You did a like. A, what what instrument was that? 
There's no ukulele. Telling. There's nothing. There's no this doesn't feel like being a good neighbor for me right now. It feels, le- feels like being a bad neighbor. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so you can put you can post your prayers here if you're comfortable doing that. And I would just ask the whole body, all 82 people that are going to be in and out, when you see it, pray for that person if they're bold enough to put it during this. This is like a virtual altar call. Um, and then after we do this for a moment, we're just going to open it up for kind of a Q&A. If you guys have questions for us that we, we can pretend like we have the answer to, we'll do our best to answer those. So I'll just lead us into prayer. God, we're doing this um, we're doing this virtually, but it's the same, right? Like we, as we pray together as a body, we know that you're not just out there in prayer, not just with us in prayer, but you're actually in our prayers. And I thank you for my friend, Dr. Johns, that came and preached and talked about how Prayers don't have a shelf life. They don't die. They don't dissipate. They just exist after they're prayed. Whether that's in heaven or even on earth, we know that. So when we connect with one another in prayers, we're not only connecting with us now, we're connecting with saints past. We're connecting with the body of Christ global. And all of these prayers, these similar prayers that many of us are reaching up for right now, I just believe God you're going to answer. Not to give us exactly what we want, but to give us what we need, and you know better than we do. And so we ask for wisdom, especially for our body right now in a tender season, that we would be transparent enough to reach out, rather through needs at River City, prayers at River City, or even here on this. Um, God, I just pray that the body would love one another well. I ask Jesus that you would give our whole body eyes to see the other people in the body that we didn't have even when we sat right next to them last week. There's a way we kind of enter a church service, kind of expect the things to be given, receive them, go to lunch. Mm -hmm. There's a way now that we don't have that interaction. We're settled. We're seated. We can be more present because we have nowhere to go. We're where we're going. And so I pray that as people need prayer, that the body would step up, that we wouldn't just rely on the prayer team, but that the whole church, all churches, would be the prayer team, that we would see people step into spaces that they never thought they would, that we would hear invitations into ministry, not because everyone's called to be on a stage because that's a facade, but because everyone's called to be a minister of the gospel. And we do that by living and walking in prayer, living and walking in hope, embodying a non-anxious presence, and being present with people, even if it's virtually, we can be doing that. So during this prayer time, God, I just pray that people would interact with one another, that we would cry out together, that we would pray with one another, in Jesus' name. Okay, so... I'm going to close this in prayer, but then we're going to just kind of keep it open. If you have questions about what's happening, or we'll do our best to answer. Um, If you see that somebody asks a question, let's answer it. You can kind of throw them up there after that. Um, Then that'd be fine, but just give a few, a space for it to happen. So, Jesus, I just thank you for every person that just listed these. I just saw really important things. Small business owners, um, people working in hospitals, um, people who are homeless, people whose families don't have money for food. Help us, God, help your spirit and your spirit's power and your body to surround those needs and help us to be able to tangibly do that, not just think about it and pray about it. But when you surface away, instead of us thinking, oh, we can't do it now because we can't get out and we can't help us to have creative solutions on how to do this and not just be okay with someone struggling. Help us to step in and help if we can and help us to ask when we need it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, So I guess for the last part, just if you have... Any questions um, about the church or what needs what you 
what's coming, you can throw them up here, and or even about what we just talked about, and we'll do our best to answer those collectively. Um, yeah, so bring it. I'll wait to answer anything you have. Give it up for Becca. Everybody clap from your homes. Everybody clap. Um, give it up for Sarah and Mariah and Kara and myself. Um, give it up for myself. Just kidding. Um, all right, so right now I've got an amen. I've got a thankful for my time with kids. Prayer for the spirit of joy. Yes, we're praying for that for you, Daniel Gardner. I feel like TBN right now. This is like a TBN. <laughs> Any questions? Hey, Crystal. Lily. Yay. All right. Hey, Bethany. All right. Any questions? Just a reminder until we have a question. Uh, needs at RiverCitySmyrna.com. If you have a need, a big need or anything. Prayer at river, prayers at rivercitysmyrna.com if you have any type of prayer. What's happening? Why are you laughing at me? Eric Stavinis has a question. Eric Stavinis has a question. Whoa, look out. Um, and then uh, be on the lookout for this week. We're going to be setting other things in motion. Giving, there's a link for giving. Would love for you to be able to do that, continue to do that. Um, I'm not going to freak out about it. I'll just be honest about that. That's a lot of churches and pastors are probably worried about that right now, just like a lot of business owners are worried about that right now. Just like a lot of moms and dads and families are worried about that right now. Um, we didn't choose to be in this space, and so we're going to trust, and we're going to press in, and we're going to make it clear the needs, but we're not going to go down that, as a church at least, we're not going to go down that path of, I'm not going to walk in fear about money for the church. I trust that God will su supply our needs, and so we're just there. So where was his question? I don't think I'm getting all the questions. Are they? Yes. Where are they? Your, my computer You're welcome, is Haley. ahead of yours. Oh, well, <laughs> tell me the questions. Um, let's see. Eric Stavinis asked, Josh, is that shirt pink or salmon color? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe it's both, I Eric. I would say salmon. It's salmon. Are you going to be starting a toilet paper drive? Thank you for mentioning that. That's a big need. No, we're not going to start a toilet paper drive. <laughs> That's a question to check gas stations. And, uh, no, I'm telling yeah. you, if you need toilet paper, gas stations, and then like um, Walmart, that? Lowe's. No, or there's that store. Lowe's. Maybe, oh, maybe oh, also. Someone said a store. Maybe just use less toilet paper. Maybe. If you need toilet paper, we have some extra. No, we really don't. We don't have any extra <laughs> toilet paper. We have a family of five. There oh, is wow. no extra. There's that uh, store, not Best, not Best Buy. I'm thinking of on South Cobb. Big Lots. Someone Big said lots. there was toilet paper at Big Lots. Toilet paper there, there's probably not anymore. So. Probably not. Um, a possible request for a live worship time would be great. Maybe 30 minutes of praise songs at some point. Yes. Ah. That's awesome. Who, who put that? Lori Green. I like it, Lori. 30 minute worship set featuring all of these lovely people. Maybe I can throw my vocals in there. You guys are ready for that? I was told not to today, literally four times. What were you told not to? To not do? sing with the group. So I sang anyway. Get some of that. Anything else? Um, um, Kate, I don't know if you saw Caroline Godby's response to you, but yes, he has been, Rich has been checked on. Oh, is, good. And is on our radar. Yeah. I think that's probably a good idea. If there's people that you feel like need to be checked on, maybe toss it up here. Yeah. 
Um, I would say any the Smyrna. I put the Smyrna Towers on there, but the people who live there, I'm not even sure that they can get online right now. So we need to figure out how to make sure they can. And that's Marilyn, Jackie, and Linda Nyheisel, the Smyrna Towers. So we want to figure that out. Um, love the the live worship set. Um, you guys can all put on some beanies. Um, there is a, I, I'm, well, you guys probably, everyone's seeing this if they're on, but, um, our small business owners. Yeah. So there's a lot of people whose businesses are going to be affected by that. Yeah. So we just need to be. Just be in prayer is what. Prayer for. About small businesses. The ones that I saw were Nate's Leather Company, Eric's Eric. Woodworking Company. Was there anybody else on there? Just be praying for those companies this week. Any other make, questions? Make and do. Um, make and do. Asked, which this is a good question. Are you guys going to go live every week for the foreseeable future? We're going to do two-week increments, not two-week instruments. <laughs> we're going to do two-week increments, um, and then we're going to decide after that what needs to happen next. So for next week, we're going to go live again. Um, not sure where we're going to do it. We wanted to do it in our home the first time because we felt like this is where people are. And so, yeah. Um, Allison texted me and said she checked on Marilyn and Linda yesterday and they were doing well and stocked up for some reason. Okay. She wasn't able to comment. So thanks, Allison. Thanks. Thank you for doing that. Travel agents, Courtney, pray for travel agents. That's good. All kinds of, everybody needs prayer. Uh, pilots, yeah. Pilots. Um, food, if you're somebody in the food industry, if you're someone not going into the food industry, if you, even if you like buy a gift card for later, that's still financially supporting them without exposing yourself to a mass crowd and you would benefit, you can either give that gift card to somebody else or you could use it later and not be losing money in that regard. Mm. Eric, can we see a picture of the shirt you're wearing or just going to make fun of mine? Any other questions? Uh, Everybody's good. All right. If you have um, any thoughts or anything, we're gonna so we're gonna take this video. Hopefully, it's recording. We think it is. We have it recorded on another device. We're gonna embed that into the weekly email and send it to all of our people that couldn't be online. And so, if you know people that need to know the information that River City's doing, this is a good starter. And then just be be very available to read emails and, and stuff this week. Anything else from anybody? Just a reminder that if you're needing the um, any of the addresses listed, so the giving address, the need the needs at River City, or the prayer at River City, it's it'll be remaining that will stay pinned on this live video. So if we, once we save this, you'll be able to refer back to this video and just copy and paste any of those addresses, and it'll get you where you need to go. Yeah, and then tomorrow night, 8 p.m., if you lead a group and you need to know how to do that virtually, there's going to be a Zoom tutorial with Chris Rendazzo. He will send an invite. I know who you are if you lead a group. Um, if you lead one that I might know, not know about, message me, and we'll get to you. So, All right, I think, I think we're good. Um, really thankful to be a part of this body. And really thankful for how we're going to be able to be the body in the next season. And praying for all of you. Pray for us. Give um, the staff a lot of grace. We're really doing our best and are going to continue to do our best to navigate this. Everybody's in a new sphere. So um, just keep that in mind with the people in the body and people at the store and all of the people. Everybody. And I do, this was something that came up um, that I noticed 
is that people for people who actually do get come down with the virus there is an element of like shame attached to that so if you are somebody who physically ends up being directly impacted by this please let us know yes there's no shame there's no reason to keep that hidden because we we all want to partner with you um and so please just don't allow any stigma to be attached to that in any capacity Mm -hmm. so yeah that's good amen love you guys (laughs) eric God bless you guys. Love you. See you. See you soon. Bye, guys. Uh, Caitlin, we are are trying to make YouTube an option. It, unfortunately, did not work today. Hopefully next week. But we're hoping next week we'll have that problem solved. But, yes, that's the idea. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. Love you guys. Thank you again for joining us today. And please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.